I really didn't expect this to be so hard. I have a child who is injured, who is immobile and needs me. And I made the choice to let all of that other stuff go and to focus on her. A disruption can bring focus to remind you of what's really important. The emotion of joy doesn't even seem big enough to express what I feel in that moment. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Piece by Pieces. I'm your host, Ashley Hunt. Welcome. Two years ago today, my daughter, who was three at the time, broke her femur in a sledding accident. As you can imagine, it was a pretty scary day for me and her and other family that was present and everybody, really. And the whole event turned out to be a blessing. So today I'm going to share this story with you of the blessings of disruption. So how it happened was that we had had snow, of course, and that's how all sledding starts is having snow. And it was my niece's birthday. Today is my niece's birthday. She turns 13 today two years ago, she was turning 11. And we were going, my daughter and I were going to meet up with them to go sledding and to celebrate her birthday. And we were at my sister's house and there was a very small hill. There was a much larger hill that the older kids had been sledding on, but Rosie had wanted no part of that. And there was a much smaller, just not even a hill, more of a a light slope on the side of the house that had a fence at the end of it. But we're talking, you know, like the the width of a house, the depth, like the side of a house, maybe, maybe 30 feet. And her and I had gone down that together and it was super slow. So we walked back up to the top and she went down with my nephew, who's a couple years older than her. And, and it was an accident. There's really no other way to describe it. They, they hit the fence. It was a wooden fence. And I believe it was because of her boots. She was wearing snow boots, thick, sturdy soles. You know, when that foot planted on the fence, it didn't move, right? Whereas if she had been wearing even rain boots or sneakers or something a bit more slippery with less traction, I think as her foot hit and they continued to move forward, that her foot would have just gone off to the side. That's not what happened. Her foot planted, and as they squished forward, her leg turned, and she ended up with a spiral fracture in her right femur. Now, she just started crying immediately, and we, you know, when accidents happen, you don't know what has happened. You just know something has happened. And I went running to her. I thought she had hit her face um, on the fence. I was fully expecting there to be, you know, blood on her face somewhere. And, um, you know, I got her up, and I, I walked back up the hill and around the corner um, so that it was just me and her. 
Um, and I tried to stand her up, tried to stand her. And she said, no, no, no. She wouldn't let me stand her. So I was like, okay. Um, so we went inside and I put her on my sister's countertop in the kitchen and started taking off of her snow clothes. And when I went to take her pants off, um, I could tell that she was in a lot of pain. So I knew it was her leg. So my sister came in to see how Rosie was and what had happened. And, you know, I say it's her leg. She wouldn't stand on it outside. So I brought her in and we're looking at her leg. And, and my sister, who's a nurse, looks at both of her legs and says, you know, Ashley, I think it might be broken. And I remember being like, what? Broken? How? No, it's not broken. <laughs> so with this idea that it could be broken, we all, well, me and my sister both know that, that we, we have to go to the hospital. We have to go to the hospital to see. My sister ends up driving me and, and my daughter, Rosie, to the hospital so that we're not alone. And I'm very grateful and thankful for that because then I was able to be in the back seat with her and instead of driving with her alone in the back seat. And the whole way there, I was leaned into her, holding her hand. And she, at this point, she wasn't even crying anymore. She was still, if her body was still and not moving, she seemed okay. She wasn't crying. Um, it was when we um, moved her. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, so she just said, I was not okay. I was not okay. I just kept myself calm. So, because my sister volunteered to drive us to the hospital, I was able to be in the back seat with her for the whole ride over there. And the whole ride over, I was leaned into her and holding her hand and holding her other leg and just reassuring her that everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. We'll find out what's wrong. We'll find out what's happened and we'll fix it. We'll fix it. The doctors will find out what's wrong. The doctors will, will fix, will do whatever we need to and it'll all be okay and to just breathe and breathe and breathe. <laughs> I think that that was for the both of us. That was for the both of us. But I just kept reassuring her and myself. So we get to the hospital. They take an x-ray. It's broken. Big spiral fracture right in the middle of her femur. And I have never broken a bone in my entire life. So it was completely new. Huh? Okay. I really didn't expect this to be so hard because I generally remember all of this as a positive experience. But that night was was really scary and hard. So we find out that it's broken. 
And the hospital that we went to doesn't have an orthopedic department, so we have to transport her to the other children's hospital that does have an orthopedic department. So they arrange for transport, and they've stabilized it um, in kind of like a temporary. So we, um, we rode in an ambulance to the other hospital. It was about 20 minutes away, and they got us in there. And we saw the orthopedic team, and um, they made a plan that we would um, we would have to stay the night there. We would admit her into the hospital, get her set up with um, traction, which is something I had only seen in movies. I know, in movies you see it like people kind of like with their arms and their legs up in the air and they're on this like apparatus with weights and they can't move around. There's probably a specific movie that I have in mind. I don't really know what it is. Though. Um, but it was just, they had stabilized her leg, but to keep, to try to prevent the bones from like overlapping, they had a small weight on the end to kind of hold her leg. It was her leg. <laughs> Well, that it was part of me more than I did the first day. Yeah, that makes sense, maybe. That's why it was not used to be so slow. Yeah. She said that that hurts. So we spent the night in the hospital, and the next morning she would have um, surgery. And not, it really wasn't surgery, but um, to get her into her cast, they had to um, put her under general anesthesia so that they could get her in the cast mm-hmm. without, without being in pain. Um, that's a thing. <laughs> um, and back then... It just died on this tattoo. The tattoo on my on my left ring finger, and it's a. For those of you listening on the podcast, it is a um, like if you had a string tied around your finger. Um, and it's a reminder to myself to take care of myself. Um, I had just gotten this a couple of weeks before this incident, and um, before they took her, um. To, to put her under anesthesia and to put her cast on, she had me find a pen and draw one on her finger. It totally comes off. <laughs> it totally comes off. So when she came out of surgery from the operating room, she had um, what they call a spica cast. And this spica cast um, is a body cast. And the cast went all the way down her right leg, the one that was broken, and went up around her waist and then down her other leg to her knee. And then there was a bar um, in between the two legs. And it was open in the crotch area for bathroom purposes. Um, And because we really couldn't get panties on her um we had to she had to wear a diaper um because it's just so much easier we bought like the biggest diaper you can get and um stretch it around her to to cover to cover her up 
um, she still continues, she's already party trained, so we worked that out, um, but there was a lot of adjustments <laughs> in a short amount of time. My sister brought us home, and my dad came to check on us, but 99% of the time, it was just me and her, and I had to carry her everywhere. And in the very beginning, she was really scared any time that I picked her up. It was a process of her learning to trust me, learning to trust that I could pick her up, learning to trust that I could hold her and not drop her, learning to trust that I could pick her up and move her around without causing pain. She was very uncomfortable for a number of days. and. We were alternating Tylenol and um, Advil to help with pain, and it was difficult to for her to sleep. The first couple of nights, I don't, I don't think we, I don't think we really slept, and it was definitely an exercise of just getting through. <laughs> and it was a trial and error process of pillows and stuffed animals, and eventually, um, like a big foam triangle thing trial and error of, of how she could be comfortable so that she could rest and that I could rest. But definitely that, that first week that we were home, neither one of us were sleeping much. Nothing else happened in my life. You know, I was so thankful that I was self-employed. I didn't have a job that I needed to answer to. I didn't have anyone else that I needed to answer to. I was studying at the time. I was studying rapid transformational therapy. Um, I was, this was, was to be my last month of um, my practice rounds, and I ended up having to, to cancel all of those. I chose to cancel all of those um, so that I didn't have that on my mind. Um, I was so blessed to have that ability, that flexibility to just take everything else off the table and focus on her. But that didn't happen immediately. After that first week, when we were both a little bit more acclimated to everything, and she was more comfortable and in not as much pain, and we were trusting each other now, and I could pick her up easily, and I knew how to hold her without, um, without hurting myself <laughs> and move her around. At that point in my own healing journey, I was at a, I was still emerging out of productivity culture and needing to do this and needing to do that and needing to to do all of the things i was still breaking free of those constraints and this whole event helped me do that because at some point there was a realization of whatever external things that i think i need to be doing the truth of the matter right now in this present moment is that I have a child who is injured, who is immobile, and needs me. And I made the choice to let all of that other stuff go and to focus on her. So we played a lot. And I think that this was, before that, I always kind of struggled to just like sit down and play with her. I struggled to release the things in my mind of 
what I needed to be doing, whether it was work stuff or study stuff or the dishes or the laundry or whatever. I, um, up until that point, I had struggled to just surrender to play with her, surrender to the present moment of being with her and letting her lead the way in creative and inventive play and um, role play and making up stories and pretend and all of that stuff. I had up until that point, I had really struggled with that. Even though I wanted it, I wanted to, I would often be like, why, why can't, why can't I just, I want to play with her. I want to connect with her. Why can't I do that? And this was a big catalyst to be like, nothing else matters except for her and I right now. Nothing else matters. No one else matters. It's just me and her. Focus on her. So I postponed my studies until the whole ordeal was over because she was going to be, she was in the cast between five and six weeks. And I postponed my studies. I postponed any um, business activity that I was doing. I, um, we ended up getting a really bad ice storm and we didn't even leave the house for two weeks. Um, and then we did start to, I know we went for a walk outside in the snow one day. We started, uh, we did adventures like into big box stores where I could put her in a, in a wagon and just like pull her around. Um, and we figured it out. She's such an inspiration. I actually, I was really active on one of my other channels at the time. Um, so there's a series of videos on there uh, from from this time when she's in her cast and we're just living life and doing the best that we can. Um, and more of the story there and, and getting the cast off and everything. Um, it's a beautiful story that I go much more in depth on those others. I'll, I'll link the playlist up here and I'll, or I'll link it in the description to this podcast or video. Um, but it turned out to be this beautiful opportunity, a disruption, a disruption of normal life to really focus on what is important, to focus on non-negotiable importances because we can place importance on a lot of things but when it comes down to the foundational things there are few and a disruption can bring focus to remind you of what's really important in whatever phase of life that you're in so this whole event that lasted for really two months was such an inspiration. They said that she should be able to walk in the cast, but I think it was too low on her ankle and it and it hurt to stand up, but she would definitely kind of like, she would stand up at it. She wouldn't walk. She could lift herself up. She would crawl. She would like do this army crawl. We would have crawling races in the house. And it was just so much joy and connection that happened during that time because I let everything else go and focused, chose to focus, got to focus only on her and me. To witness her courage and bravery when we went to get the cast off. Because it doesn't hurt, but it's loud. Very loud. Saw to get it off. And then of course she's kind of like noodly under there. You know, the leg hasn't been used in five weeks. The muscles are thinner. Um, 
it was a well we we say relearning how to walk learning to walk again she didn't forget how to walk right <laughs> this is a whole uh, another opportunity to really examine our language the words that we use she didn't forget how to walk um what she was actually doing was regaining the strength and flexibility and mobility of her leg so that she could walk and it was amazing to watch that process and it was so joyful because every new little movement she was able to do mommy look what I can do mommy look at this um was an occasion for gratitude and an occasion for celebration and that brought so much joy to my life during that time to watch her grow and get stronger and be proud of herself and I know one day she had stood up in the along the hallway and was kind of like wiggling down the hallway holding on to the wall but like kind of like inching her feet over like this I thought it was going to be a really slow process for her to regain her strength and be able to walk again so I was still carrying her a lot of places but I was I was carrying her everywhere I was still carrying her although it was much easier than with the cast and one day we went to my sister's just to visit and I was holding on to her hands uh, and letting I she walked across the yard to get to the front door. And I remember having the thought, we're still a couple of weeks. Or at least like a week and a half, 10 days, something like that. We're still that far away from her walking. But later that day, during that visit to my sister's house, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful spring day. So we were all outside and she was she was drawing with sidewalk chalk on the sidewalk. And she just stood up. And at that point, she could stand up. She just, she stood up and, and she started walking <laughs> and she started walking all on her own. And I actually, I, I caught it on video and, um, the emotion of joy doesn't even seem big enough. To express what I felt in that moment. I was so amazed and surprised and inspired. <laughs> um, <laughs> that day was just, yeah. Do you remember that day? Yeah, kind of, man. How did you feel when you just stood up and it started walking? Amazed. Amazed? Yeah. Did you know that when you stood up, you were going to walk? Or did you just stand up and you're like, let's see what happens? Or did you just want to go somewhere and, and muscle memory took over and you just went? You just went for it? I just went for it. 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 Larry, with a broken leg. You were scared you were going to have your next birthday with a broken leg? Okay. So that day was the beginning of her walking again. And... Every day she got stronger. Every day she could take more steps. Every day um, she was able to go more. She was still slow, but every day she got a little bit quicker. And then a couple of weeks after that, we all, my whole family, we went to uh, the beach. We all stayed in the same condo. It was a beautiful condo. And sand and 
the desire to play and the love of the beach that her and I both share really increased her movement, you know, more than just like being at home. And um, every day she was stronger and stronger. Until one day we were walking back on the boardwalk and she ran. She ran. I think it was just two weeks being outside of the cast. And are there words for this feeling? This feeling of such joy, gratitude, and amazement and being thrilled and happy and <laughs> there aren't there aren't enough words to describe and express that emotion. My main takeaway from that whole from that whole event was it an it was an accident. It was an accident and it disrupted our lives. And it was a disruption that was so needed because it stripped away all the things that don't really matter all the things that are like bonus all the things that are external all the things that in our normal lives are the things that we focus on and that we put all of our time and energy and attention into and it stripped all of that away and reminded me just like of the first weeks of her life when it was just me and her focusing on me and her, her and me and what her needs were and being there for those needs, being fully present, surrendering completely to what she was asking of me and that that, that her well-being and my well-being are the foundational focus of this phase of motherhood for me and through this disruption of life that was uncomfortable and scary and painful through that I was reminded of what was really important and brought back to the present moment empowered with the ability to choose to choose what was giving to choose what would give us both life do you have a story like this do you have a story of something that seems like a bad thing that turns out to be a blessing, blessing in disguise. Do you have a story of that? would love to hear it. And does your life feel like it needs a disruption? Does your life feel like it needs a disruption? Because maybe it's okay if it breaks. What if it's okay if it breaks? Because it is. It is okay. It is okay if it breaks. Thank you for listening or watching to this to this episode five of Piece by Pieces. Please consider giving us a like or subscribing or rating this podcast and following along on this journey of evaluating and examining the human experience. Thank you. Thank you.